0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one caring page of Talmud a day. Why caring? Because today's pages, Nazir 27 and 28, kick things off with a statement that gives us an opportunity to question the nature of care, particularly of the parental variety. It's very short. Here it goes. A man, the Talmud says, can vow that his minor son should be a Nazarite. Really? I could just wake up one morning and decide that my boy is from now on a Nazir? I mean, regular listeners to this show have heard said child, nine year old Hudson, appear on several episodes and know he's a rather spiritually minded young man. Plus, I don't think it'll be too much of a problem for me to vow that from now on, this fourth grader is not permitted any wine or contact with corpses, neither of which, thank God, are part of Hudson's routine. But the question is still fascinating. Can a father just make decisions for his underage son? Big, meaningful, spiritual decisions. It's a question every parent grapples with, but one parent in particular came to mind as I read this passage producer Josh Cross, whose son, Miles Cross, is just about to turn 18 in a few weeks. So I thought it'll be a good idea to have Josh read today's page of Talmud with Miles and ask him whether or not he thought in the last few days of his minorhood that his dad could just go ahead and commit him to major spiritual undertakings. Have a listen to their conversation. Hey, Miles, welcome
1: to Take One. Thanks for having me. So the page that Liel wanted me to talk to you about today basically says that a man can say that his minor son should be a Nazirite. And I wanted to talk to you about that.
2: What's a Nazirite?
1: So a Nazirite is when you pledge to not cut your hair, not touch any dead bodies, and not have any wine.
2: How are you going to be Jewish and not touch wine?
1: Well, I guess that's part of the sacrifice. I think you're okay with the not cutting the hair.
2: And, Who came uh, up with this rule?
1: Uh, one of the old rabbis in the Talmud.
2: I think, I think he was a fake Jew. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I don't see how you can be a rabbi and tell people to, to not drink when it's like 90%. It's part of 90% of like religious rituals.
1: Right, but in this particular case, there, it, it, it's, it's a situation where you're temporarily making yourself more holy. For a prescribed period of time, so it's it's, it's so something it's more important.
2: holy to not listen to what God said to do. Well, you,
1: mm.
2: you're a pain I think this pain. rabbi has a superiority complex,
1: uh huh,
2: or a God complex, whatever you want to call it, a hashem complex. So you're asking if you told me to be a Nazarite, would I listen to you?
1: Well, when you are a minor, the Talmud says I have the right to tell you to take that vow. What does that make you think? No. No, why?
2: Because um, I'm my own boss.
1: But if you're a child and you're not of legal age, should a parent not be able to give you instructions?
2: Well, I think that... I think parents should be able to set guidelines for their children, but I think forcing your children to do things makes them want to not do them. And then they act out.
1: So, I raised you. I'm in charge of your education, ostensibly, And if I think for you to learn and grow as a human being, you need to be a Nazarite, which means you don't get to cut your hair, you can't go near dead bodies, and you can't have any alcohol, that you don't think I should have some say in that?
2: Um, I think that you should have some say. But like once you get to a certain age, even if you're below, I think that there's not, it's not just like a line between minor and not a minor. I think that um, kids can start making their own decisions as they grow up. And so like just to make it like a dividing line is kind of silly because I think part of growing up arbitrary? Yes. And I think that, you know, if Bar Mitzvahing is a coming of age thing, then part of coming of age is being able to declare your own degree of holiness without, you know, being forced to by your parents because that should be something you choose at some point.
1: Right, but should I have any say? Can I overrule you? I mean, What is five-year-old me going to say? Right. Now, here's an interesting question. You turn 18 next week. So per the American government, you're going from being a minor to an adult. What do you think will change in our relationship about what I can say to you practically? Yes, we can say legally what the difference is. You could go rent a car and you have to sign up for the army and get a tattoo or whatever without permission. But practically, what do you think changes in our relationship, my authority over you, mine and mom's authority over you going forward at that point?
2: Um, Well, sometimes I ask for your permission on some things, like to spend your money. I still would probably do that because if I want to use your money, I'd still need your permission. But I do a lot of things without your permission, not limited to um, drinking. So... I don't think much would change. It's just that when I ask for permission, it's a formality. Like for a permission to do an activity, not so much as just to take your money. It's become more of a formality out of politeness because I'm a very polite person. Um, What would you do
1: as you're heading off to college if mom and I didn't agree with your choice of
2: college and didn't want to pay for it? Well, I wouldn't be able to pay for it, so I'd probably not go I'd have to go by what you want because I don't have the money to pay for it so
1: so you wouldn't stand by what you want even as an adult and pay for it yourself you would
2: it's the land it's the it's the land of the money you know I can't really pay for a expensive college in today's world even with a an entry-level job I could get because it's so expensive so I'd Mm -hmm. probably have to follow Something that you want to some degree.
1: So my real leverage over you is financial. Yes. More than anything else.
2: Mm. I love money. That's a great. That's a great thing to say for a, a Jewish show. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Well, Miles, thanks for joining us on Take One.